0: Did you know that I host the Love and Abuse podcast over at loveandabuse.com? It's about control and manipulation in relationships. Did you also know that I created a program for emotionally abusive people that want to change? That's over at healedbeing.com. If you think one or both of these might apply to you, I'm here to help. Life presents the toughest challenges. Every day you are faced with decisions that test your ability to express who you really want to be in this world we're told to keep saying affirmations and keep thinking positively but what do you do when that stuff doesn't work welcome to the overwhelmed brain where you'll learn to make decisions that are right for you so that you can create the life you want now Hello, this is Paul Coliani, and I want to help you increase your emotional intelligence, handle toxic situations with grace and ease, and give you the tools to show up as your authentic self. This show consists of my personal opinions and is meant for informational purposes only. Always contact a professional, you know the whole drill, (laughs) if you need help. So, um, what I want to talk about today is something that I talked about many years ago, and I bring up every now and then and that is our judgments and our critical thoughts about other people, especially people we love, people we care about. I was probably the worst judger that I know. I I used to judge only the closest people in my life. And um, when I did it hurt them, it was mean because I would I would give that look and I would sometimes give them the silent treatment to make them feel guilty. I would say certain things. I would make them believe they were doing something wrong when all it was, was my inability to accept them for who they are. When I figured out that I was being mean and my behavior hurt the people I cared about, When I really absorbed it empathetically, when I put their shoes on, so to speak, and pretended that I was them hearing me say the things that I said to them, feeling the look that I would give them, and realizing that every day I was punishing them. That's what it felt like when I was in their shoes. I was picturing me doing something or saying something and feeling what it was like. And here I am, as that person, just wanting to be loved. I just want to be loved. I just want to be supported. I just want to feel a connection. But this person, Paul, over there, keeps pushing me away, keeps giving me that dirty look, and keeps giving me the silent treatment, making me feel guilty because I think I've done something wrong. So unfortunately, I have a lot of experience being on that side of the coin where I was the hurtful one. And I had to lose a lot of relationships because of that. I didn't realize I was the hurtful one until my marriage ended. When my marriage ended, I thought, oh crap, this is real. I mean, I I keep losing relationships and I could blame them or blame some other circumstance, but I thought marriage was supposed to last. I thought marriage was supposed to be this until death do you part kind of thing it's supposed to be right at least that's what we're told and that's what we kind of sign up for I think most of us hope that it'll last that long and so when my marriage ended I thought what the hell's going on why do I keep losing these relationships what's happening and so I, I finally put the pieces together and I told myself you are the common denominator for every relationship failure that you have and it only made sense it was logic finally kicked in and said Paul you you're the common denominator you're the problem and I had to accept it I had to accept that I kept causing all these problems and I was probably responsible for every relationship that um, ended failed and there were huge lessons that I refused to accept when they failed. There were there were lessons in those failures that um, I refused to accept because there's no way it could be me, I quote myself, there's no way it could be me. It's got to be them because the first relationship ended, oh, she became depressed and she got bored with me, so... That's her problem, and, and unfortunately, I'm dealing with that. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want it to end. But there's nothing I can do to say or convince her, so she's off. My next relationship, that fails too. And she got depressed and became unhappy and lost her passion for life. Her problem again, nothing I did wrong. Clearly, it's something that uh, she needs to figure out in herself. Relationship ends. Marriage comes along same thing over and over again why are my partners becoming depressed in these relationships i'm thinking it must be them because there's nothing wrong with me there's nothing that i'm doing wrong i i thought that at least but it was i was doing a lot of things wrong Anyone that's listening for the first time, you probably think, this is the biggest jerk on the air. <laughs> Why is he creating a podcast? Well, I hope you listen a little bit longer because I've been through a lot. I'm very transparent. I'm, I tell it like it is. This is who I was. I don't look for a pity party. I'm not playing the victim. I have deserved everything that has come to me, all the failures and the breakups. I've deserved it all because I wasn't a great guy. I was nice in a lot of ways, and I was terrible in a lot of other ways. And it was all these trials that I went through, these emotional trials, that kept giving me an opportunity to take something from every relationship that ended. You need to take something from the end. What am I gonna take from the end? I chose to take nothing except to blame them. Their fault. They did it. That person was depressed. Not my issue. That person's depressed. Not realizing at the time that relationships are all about teamwork, working together, trying to figure things out. But I didn't take into account that I was also responsible for at least my role. And everything. If she's depressed, how am I responsible for that? Somebody might say, well, some people just get depressed. Some people have their own issues. Some people have past trauma they're trying to process. Absolutely. I I agree. We all carry around what has happened to us in the past, but some people have their issues and they have to deal with their issues and that can happen in the relationship as well. But um, I finally decided to ask myself a, a, a specific question that when I was about to do behavior that uh, would benefit me in some way, I would ask the question, is what I'm about to do or say an effort to control or change them? This is something that, I've, that I ask the people in the Healed Being program to ask themselves. The Healed Being program is... I'm helping emotionally abusive people stop being emotionally abusive. And if they ask this question, is what I'm about to do or say an effort to control or change them before they do any behaviors, almost any behavior at all, actually, when somebody else is involved, they get to learn if their own behavior is uh, selfish and uh, not in the other person's highest interest or even harmful. And in fact, Anything that you do to try to control or change someone else, it's probably harmful, with exception. You know, if you're trying to raise a kid, you're probably going to try to keep them in a safe place, not trying to keep them out of danger. So, yes, what you're about to do is probably an effort to control or change them because they need guidance. But when you become an adult, we shouldn't be that same parent trying to guide an equal adult. And that's something I learned. We we shouldn't try to control or change people, and we have to, in my opinion, become accepting of who they are, even if we don't like what they do and who they are in some ways. It's just like um, a comment that I received, or many comments I received, on my article called Judgment, The Ultimate Relationship Destroyer. Um, One of the comments I just read recently had to do with, um, I'm not a smoker, but my husband is a heavy smoker. You already know where this is going. There's a a problem in the relationship because one person doesn't like that the other person smokes and probably doesn't like the smell, probably doesn't like seeing him smoke or knowing that he smoked. I mean, maybe she doesn't even have to see him smoke. She just knows that he does it, and, and it drives her crazy. And so I had to answer her um, in a way that says, you know, that's not his problem. It sounds so cold when I say that. And I did say it in a, a lot nicer way, but that it's true. If the relationship has been going on for a number of months or years, and you know the other person's a smoker and you're not, and they don't want to quit, it's not their problem. They want the relationship and they want to smoke if you want the relationship and you don't want them to smoke yes you can have a conversation about it and find out if they're willing to sacrifice or compromise but if they say no I I like to smoke then what you have left is a person in your life that you may care a lot about but they do something that you don't like and now you have to make a choice If you don't make a choice, and you continue to reject their behavior, and it continues to bother you, and you continue to complain about it, how can I say this? You're making the relationship difficult. Again, I know it sounds terrible or cold when I say that, and a lot of people might say, yeah, but smoking is bad. Smoking is bad for your health. It causes cancer. It kills people. All of that may be true, but what's happening is you have someone that has made up their mind and will not stop. And when you have this fact in front of you, this person made up their mind and they will not stop, it is up to you to choose to accept it or reject it. This is one of four decisions that I've come up with that helps you get out of dilemmas like this. Like you love someone, but you can't stand what they do or a uh, behavior that they have, but you don't want to leave, you don't want to separate, what do you do? So I look at one of four decisions that you need to make. One of them is reject and stay. So you're rejecting what they do, but you're sticking around. The other one is reject and leave. So you can't stand it, so you leave. Don't want to accept it. The next one is, and these aren't in order, but the next one is accept and leave, meaning I have to accept that's who they are and, you know, no ill will here. I'm just going to go. That's who you are. That's who you want to be. I'm leaving. And the last one is accept and stay, meaning I accept who you are and I'm going to stick around. I I may not like it, but because I'm accepting it, I'm not going to complain about it anymore. I'm not gonna give you a hard time, I'm not gonna give you a dirty look that's who you are and I love everything else about you so I'm going to accept who you are and just let things be. I'll give you one guess which works best when you decide to stay and I guarantee you it's not reject and stay. If you reject someone, if you reject the facts right in front of you, right in front of your face they're smoking, you know they're smoking, it bothers the heck out of you, but you're going to stay and you complain about it, then what you're doing is you're making the relationship difficult because they've already chosen their path and you refuse to accept their path even though you may believe it's harmful to them, which it probably is, but they're making their choice. They're another adult making their choice. If you reject that, then what ends up happening is the relationship Becomes a very hard to be in for both of you because the other person is going to want to do what they want to do, and you're not going to want them to do that. So, what you end up doing is becoming the I hate to say this, the difficult one. Yeah, Paul, but they should quit smoking or they should stop what they're doing. What if they don't? What if their choice is, I don't want to stop? Well, then that means they're prioritizing what they want over our relationship. That may be true. Well they shouldn't do that. That may be true too. But they did. They are prioritizing or they want to be accepted for all of their vices, all of their problems, everything that they do because that's just who they are and they want to be accepted for who they are. And if you don't like the other person is because they do a certain thing or you love who the other person is but you hate that one thing or two things or whatever they do you either accept it and be okay with it which means you can't complain about it anymore or you can reject it and stick around and say well I hate it I hate it every time you do it and I get mad at you and I'm gonna give you the silent treatment and I'm gonna be complaining all the time and that's not gonna be very fun to be around. So what ends up happening is it sounds like that there's a possibility that I'm giving the person with the bad habit or the bad behavior a free pass, which I'm not. I'm letting you know that everyone has the right to decide what they want to do in their life and it may not work for you. And because it doesn't work for you, this brings the decision to accept or not and to stay or not back to you because you're presented with the facts you can't stick around and continue complaining when you're presented with the facts i mean you can but it will be very difficult to be in a relationship where you reject someone else how they show up who they are when you reject them and you stick around you make the relationship difficult and I don't like to put that on you, but I'm only telling you this because this is exactly what stopped me from being an emotionally abusive person. This concept, this idea, this philosophy, this is exactly what stopped me from hurting the people I love. Because what I would do in my marriage is I used to be judgmental and my wife would eat sweets and I would have this fear that she would get, obese, and I would not be attracted to her anymore, and I was very shallow, and I wasn't supportive, and I was hurtful. And so I would say things, and I would give her the look, and I would give her the silent treatment, withholding love, and making her feel guilty. Terrible, terrible things. And when I did those things, it always made her unhappy. It was definitely not accepting her for who she is and what she did, and... And not accepting that she had her own issues that she was working on because I made her issues, my issues. I definitely made it difficult for her to feel love, to feel support and definitely to feel accepted because I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't accept her behavior and I couldn't accept that she was doing something that um, I knew in my brain back then I knew was unhealthy I believed her behavior being unhealthy was affecting our relationship. But really, the only thing affecting our relationship was my reaction to her behavior. If my reaction was, hey, babe, you can eat anything you want, you can do anything you want, I love you no matter what, I just want you to be happy. If I had done that back then, I would have, I'd still be married, I'd be a different person. I wasn't that person back then. I am that person now. I, I, I totally accept everything about my girlfriend. And I have thought about this. I have reflected on it. If my girlfriend started doing something that I couldn't accept, should I stay and give her a hard time about it? Or should I honor myself, you know, asking myself, am I going to be able to be okay with this? And if I'm not, should I honor myself and leave? Because if I can't be okay with it, then it's not fair to her to stay and continually complain and judge and make her life miserable because she's made a choice that, yeah, might be prioritizing whatever choice she made over the relationship. She might be doing that. And maybe that's not what she's thinking, but my perception is, okay, let's just say she started doing crack you know something that might be very detrimental to her health and i don't want her to do it and of course i'm gonna ask her hey honey would you please not do that i'm really worried i don't want you to do that i'm gonna have a problem with it absolutely And let's just say that she says no i enjoy doing it i'm moderating it and i like it and i'm feeling pretty good about it That still might affect me i i i would have to really consider things and ask myself am I going to be okay in a relationship with somebody who does something that I don't appreciate or don't agree with and I would have to come to a conclusion I would have to ask myself if this never ever changes will I be okay if she never ever stops doing this will I be okay with it and that really lays the facts out that really puts everything on the table if she never stops uh, you know I hope she stops but if she never does, I have to consider my future because five 10 15 years from now am I gonna be okay with it while she's still doing that uh, and then I would come up with a decision but let's just say I said no I, I would not be okay with it it's not cool. I don't want to be with someone who's continuously putting that stuff in their body and who knows they might overdose one day and die you know i have all these thoughts do i want to be with somebody who does that and so again i'm gonna have a conversation look i I can't be with you let's just say i didn't accept this i can't be with you uh, because i don't want this in our life i don't want you to do this and i don't want to tell you not to do this but i just don't want this in my life and so i i said some kind of magic words there. I'm not going to tell you not to do this because it's your choice. That's supporting and loving. But I don't want this in my life. So I'm going to go my own way. And I'm totally simplifying this. Of course, it wouldn't be this easy. It would be painful. I would be sad. I would be crying. I would be devastated because I expected to be with her for the rest of my life. And... She does something or brings something into the relationship, which I don't. I don't really think it'll ever happen, but I'm throwing out this scenario because I want this to be a real-world example. So she brings this into the the her life, and I now see it as part of our relationship, and it is affecting me. Her mood's different. Um, now she has to meet a dealer. You know, I don't know the whole drill, <laughs> and uh, I have to deal with it. So now what? now i'm feeling these feelings and i'm having these thoughts is this the future i want is this the person i want to be with of course this is the person i want to be with but i don't want this in my life so there's a dilemma but i have to come to one of those four choices am i going to reject this and stay and continue complaining about it another adult that's making her own decisions am i going to reject this and leave i can't stand it i'm going to get out of here Or am I going to accept this and leave like that's her choice and I'm just going to take my things and go or am I going to accept and stay which tells me that um, if I do this, if I choose to stay, then I'm going to continue loving her just as much as I did before and I cannot complain, I cannot bring it up because that's her choice and uh, it's not that I am endorsing it or enabling it, I'm just loving her for who she is. Knowing that in my mind that it's very dangerous and very unhealthy, but that's who she is, and I want to love her no matter what. And so that's a very difficult decision for some behaviors that people do. Would you love someone that you love now uh, if they did something that was reprehensible to you? Because that's you just want to support them and love them, and that's who you want to be, and you definitely care about them and. When they do something that might be reprehensible or just something that might be out of alignment with your values, what's your choice then? And I I think it's important that when you're in any type of relationship, that if you find yourself having a very difficult time and complaining and being angry and maybe even hurtful, you're saying hurtful words or you're giving that look or you're being silent to withhold love and make them feel bad and wonder where you are, if you're doing any of that to someone else because you don't agree with the way they are or what they do, then, again, I hate to say it, you might be the problem because they are not being accepted for who they are. And I know this is a bit controversial because we want the people we love to do the right thing. We want them to do healthy things, all based on our standards, but we want them to be with us. We want them to um, make the right choices. And sometimes we place our standards on other people. And when they're not making the right choices, how are we going to show up? And so this is based on an article I wrote a few years back called Judgment, The Ultimate Relationship Destroyer that you can find over at theoverwhelmedbrain.com. And um, it's very helpful if you find yourself either being judged or being the judger. If you are critical toward anyone for any reason, it's important that you understand that you do have a choice. You you aren't stuck. You may feel stuck, and you may be physically stuck there for a while, but there is a point where you can complain all you want, and nothing will change. And That's one important lesson I learned, is that every time I complained, not only did nothing change for the better but it only got worse And when you're with someone that it just gets worse every time you complain or every time you complain they share less and less because you're complaining which is very common uh, what ends up happening is that the people in the relationship end up drifting apart or at least one person starts to drift away from the critical judger and uh, if you are that judger ask yourself is what I'm about to do or say an effort to control or change the other person because if it is this is what you got to work on this is what needs I believe needs healing inside of you because I would answer yes to that question so damn often I would answer yes yes of course I want to control them I want to change them because I don't want them to do what I don't want them to do but that makes me a controlling person that makes me a manipulator I'm manipulating their life. I don't want to be that. I hope you don't want to be that. People don't like being around controlling manipulative people. And I think there's a certain way we've defined control and manipulation over the years that makes us think, well, that's not me. (laughs) And we have to be careful because sometimes it is. Sometimes we do that or more often than sometimes. So I hope this helps if you're in a situation like that on either end you're the the perpetrator of it or the receiver of it, it's important that you understand that you can be a problem in a relationship and not realize that you're the problem. Because you look at that person and you say to yourself, they're the problem. Or you tell other people, they're the problem. If they would just stop doing this, then we would be happy. From an ex-emotional abuser, that is control and manipulation. We'll be right back after this. Yesterday, I knew I was going to wake up this morning and gonna sound a little strange Bake cookies (laughs) I knew I was gonna do it because I wanted them available and turns out they're the best cookies I've ever made and I'm not a baker I'm not saying that I'm a pro at this but because I knew I was gonna have cookies for my little snack here and there and of course my girlfriend loves when I do it I also knew that uh, it was going to be an unhealthy treat and I knew that because I was going to have this unhealthy treat I needed to offset it, I needed to balance it out. I don't know if I can balance out cookies, this Is probably something else I need to do but <laughs> because I made cookies and I know that there's not too many nutritional ingredients in cookies I was so grateful to have my AG1. In fact, um, after I ate one of the cookies I immediately wanted to drink my greens <laughs> because there's not much nutritional value in cookies but there's a ton of nutritional value In my AG1 from Athletic Greens, there are 75 vitamins and minerals, and it's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it contains less than one gram of sugar, unlike cookies. (laughs) There's no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, and it still tastes good. And um, It's been helping me. I tell you what, I don't know how many times I've said this, but it has been helping me sleep so deep. After I started taking it, I would sleep and dream right up to the point that I opened my eyes in the morning. And it's crazy. I can't tell you how difficult it has been for me to get a full night's sleep, especially as I've gotten older. For some reason, it's been more difficult as I've gotten older. But since I started taking this, uh, I look forward to bed at night. It's not like a waiting game anymore. So I'm very grateful because uh, better sleep has been a huge benefit of taking AG1 I feel better day to day. And, of course, I love this morning routine of waking up, of taking my AG1 with my shaker bottle. I just put the powder in, stick a couple ice cubes in there, shake it up. And it's one thing that I've been doing every day to take great care of myself. So if you need to offset something like cookies or you just want to have a small micro habit with big benefits, get your all-in-one nutritional insurance at athleticgreens.com forward slash brain Now is a good time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just a single scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash brain. Again, go to athleticgreens.com forward slash brain take ownership of your health and find out for yourself why it has over 7,000 five-star reviews. And you know, yesterday morning after my Athletic Greens, I woke up and I, I decided to go outside on the front porch. And um, it hasn't happened lately because it's been a little cold, but yesterday was so warm and I just wanted to sit in the sun. I just wanted to sit out there and just forget everything. <laughs> just chill, unplug, And I tell you what, that was a great way to invest in my mental health because we're so plugged in all the time. We're just doing stuff all the time. And when we're not near our computer, we're on our phone. And when we're not on our phone, we're in our car. And sometimes those things have computers in them. And now we have to talk to those things. And now we have our smart devices at home. So there's a ton of stuff to unplug from. And not all of it is good. And some of it is great. Some of it is great. And so... I just need to do that every now and then. And when I'm done, I come back and I can plug in again. And I feel great even plugging into all this gear. And, you know, I got my podcast studio at home and I do all this stuff. So I have to love technology. And I do love technology. And one of the best things about technology that just blows my mind because I didn't see this 20 years ago is the ability to get online therapy. And in fact, BetterHelp Online Therapy is probably one of the best mental health solutions I've seen come along in a long time. There are a lot of people that listen to this show that reach out and thank me for telling you about BetterHelp because they've given it a shot. They've signed up. They've learned that they can reach out to a professional therapist that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions. And you don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to, if you're don't know, introvert like me, you don't have to see them. You can just chat with them or talk with them. Totally up to you. And another thing they liked is that it's so much more affordable than in-person therapy. You can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours as soon as you sign up. So I recommend two things. If you need any type of mental health for depression, stress, anxiety, head over to BetterHelp.com forward slash brain. That's BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com forward slash brain and you'll get ten percent off your first month. Having better help as a sponsor for the overwhelmed brain has been a wonderful partnership and I'm always excited to share them with you. Head over to betterhelp.com forward slash brain. That's betterhelp h e-l p dot com forward slash brain and you'll get ten percent off your first month. welcome back one of the reasons I talked about uh, judgment in the last segment is because uh, of a comment that I received on that article and I'd like to read you that comment and my reply to it because it is so relevant to what I'm talking about here and I think it can be helpful to you if you are experiencing anything like this and I think when you think about a relationship that you've had in your past or a relationship that you're in now I'm sure there's something that comes up where you thought at one time, I wish they wouldn't do that. I wish they wouldn't do that. And again, I'm going to repeat this because it's so important. I think it's freeing to decide that what you see is what you get and will not change. I think it's important to think of people that way. What they show you today will be who they are. How they show up today will be how they show up tomorrow. The habits and behaviors that they do today will be what they do tomorrow. If you were to say, I accept that as fact and unchanging or immutable. I like that word. <laughs> I accept that as immutable. Then what happens is you are forced to to take the focus off of them and put it back on yourself and then make a decision that you need to make for you. In fact, if you have had issues being judgmental or being critical of others, it's probably because you refuse to accept that they can't change. And one of the most freeing things that I've done is to refuse to believe they can. I'm not saying they can't, but I've refused to believe people that have or do things that I don't like, I refuse to believe they'll change. Because if I believe that, it frees me from waiting for them. It frees me from hoping and wishing or praying that they will change someday. It's freeing. It, it gives you the closure that you may not like, but you probably need so that you can move on. I have heard from so many people that tell me I just wish they would stop doing blank. I wish they would stop yelling at me. I wish they would stop um, smoking in this case. I wish they would stop uh, breathing heavy (laughs) or whatever. I wish they would stop doing something that annoys me and uh, they don't. They don't stop. And The problem is if you are able to convince them to stop, they will probably grow resentful because they didn't decide on their own to stop they're just doing it because you want them to do it if you ever do something because somebody else wants you to do it and you don't really want to do it you will get resentful that's just how it is Uh, That's most often what happens you will get resentful So I'm going to read you this comment that this person wrote and my reply because like I said I think it's relevant and I think it, it can be important if you've not read this article or if if you've not seen this comment it might be helpful to you Uh, again this is for the article judgment the ultimate relationship destroyer at the overwhelmedbrain.com this person wrote hey paul thanks for the article it's definitely thought provoking i came across it because i'm a non-smoker dating a heavy smoker and i find myself resentful and definitely judgmental about his choice to smoke when i have allergies to smoke and i absolutely detest The smell of smoke. We've argued about it so many times and he's asked me just to leave the relationship as I believe he doesn't want to be constantly judged and nagged about his personal choice. It's my personal choice to keep staying on but I find myself resentful of it. The truth is that I do want him to change but I've never really looked at it as my problem for not being able to accept him and his vices. I don't know what to do. Regarding personal boundaries, smoking definitely violates mine, but I've never really thought deeper about it. I find myself feeling too selfish to want to give the relationship and him up as I do want him in my life, but at the same time, I make things very difficult because I feel angry and resentful about his smoking and how it affects me. The bottom line is that it does affect me. I don't know how to give myself that absolute. I don't want to walk away, but it's hard to come to the point of acceptance without feeling resentful and feeling like I have to take it all on me. My biggest problem is that it feels like I'm the one making a big sacrifice. I'd appreciate any thoughts you have. I replied to that comment with this. His smoking is not in alignment with your values and by staying, it's dishonoring yourself. That's why it's got to be total acceptance where you never complain about it again because you accept it. Or if you can't stand it and you don't want to experience the smoking anymore, it's up to you to honor yourself and do what you need to do for you. That was when I was married. I didn't like it, but I had to come to terms that I was either going to accept that as a part of her or reject it. I chose to accept it as a part of her, which meant I had to love her, Uh, eating sweets and all. Just like if you stay with someone who smokes and you hate smoking, then essentially you either accept everything as a part of him or you don't. Just like if you stay with someone who smokes and you hate smoking, that's what you told me here, then essentially you either accept everything as a part of him or you don't. Smoking is a part of his life and that is his choice and he wants to continue doing it. By not accepting his smoking, you're not accepting a part of him. If you accept his smoking as a part of him, then you take the whole package. It's like if someone said, I have six kids. When you get into a relationship with me, you're getting me and my six kids. If you don't like kids, that's probably not going to work. In this circumstance, you are the one with the problem, not him. He doesn't feel his smoking as a problem, but you do. So when you say you feel like you're taking it all on, you are. Because you're choosing to have a problem with it. If you choose not to have a problem with it, there'd be nothing to take on. But because you do, you have to decide what's more important to you, the relationship or getting away from the smoke. He's made his decision. He wants to keep smoking, even if it costs him the relationship that doesn't mean he's bad or mean it just means he wants to live his life the way he wants without someone telling him what to do And I realize it sounds awful when I say he is choosing to smoke knowing he could lose you but there's no other way to look at it If my girlfriend had a big problem with something I enjoyed doing and I knew it bothered her when I did it the most I could offer would be to not do it in front of her if she never saw it I think that would be a fair workaround However, if she still complained about it and wanted me to stop, even though she never saw me doing it, I'd have to reconsider if this relationship was worth giving up something that I enjoy doing. It would be hard because I love her, but at the same time, I would feel like she was trying to control me and I couldn't do things that I wanted to do. It would make me feel like I was no longer an individual. With smoking, Some people don't want to be anywhere near it. They don't want to smell it on their clothes or anything. That's me too. I don't like it, and it gives me a headache. If my girlfriend started smoking and she didn't want to stop, I would probably have to exit the relationship. That sounds so cold, and of course, we'd have a long conversation about it first. But if I learned she wasn't going to stop, I'd probably have to end things. I can't accept all of her when she is doing something that literally makes me ill. It's tough but consider if he didn't like your personality and he wanted you to change it, would you? If so then you may be a lot less happy than you think. Some relationships can survive partner's vices. I know a couple that lives apart so that he can get drunk when she's not around and they get along great. And some people can't do that because it's just too intrusive. It sounds like he's made his choice. Now it's up to you. I know it's hard, but you have to do what is right for you. Sometimes that means accepting something that you would never have accepted before in your life. and Sometimes it means leaving people you care about behind because there are characteristics about the relationship that are going to occupy your mind like a toxic thorn. I wish you much strength when you make your decision. There you go. That's what I told her. and um, It's all about what we were just talking about in the last segment about taking responsibility for what you want in your life. This was the magic ingredient for me to stop my hurtful behavior when I was an emotionally abusive person. The ability to accept someone for exactly who they are causes you to make decisions for yourself and choose what you want in your life. If my girlfriend started doing something that I didn't accept, I would have to make a decision if I wanted that in my life. And I would have to weigh my losses, you know, I would have to look at what I would gain and what I would lose. And or what I would keep and what I would lose. And when I think about everything that I would lose, there would probably be things that she did that I might not like, but because everything else is so great, I could probably learn to accept. The key is to learn to accept it if I'm going to stay. If I'm going to stay in this relationship, I have to accept her for who she is and how she shows up. Somebody might listen to this and say, but they're doing this and it's terrible and I can't stop them and it's harmful and it's hurting us or hurting them. Absolutely. You're, you're absolutely right. They could be doing something. They could be prioritizing that over your happiness and over their own health and over the relationship which is why it's important for you to decide what you want and need in your life and what you're willing to accept or not. A lot of it is values. A lot of it is personal boundaries. And when you decide, you move forward with that decision. I think one of the worst decisions you can make is to reject someone's behavior and continue complaining about it, uh, hoping it'll change. I'm not saying it'll never change it could change tomorrow but how long has it been going on how long has it been going on and however long it is that's what predicts the future if somebody is doing something that you don't like it's probably not a good idea just to be critical all the time and complaining or some people might call it whining I I don't want to call it that I don't want to paint you as a victim I don't want to make you sound dramatic but um, I'm only telling you this because I've been there I would complain I would be critical I would be judgmental and that's exactly what I did I just kept being judgmental and saying things and doing things to show them my disapproval and my disappointment and I'm not saying that they don't have a role in this too and what I mean by that is let's just say that this smoker uh, actually he did say he said why don't you just leave the relationship but That's not even taking responsibility because if he was unhappy with someone who was unhappy with him, he might say, why doesn't she accept me for who I am, smoking at all? And because she doesn't, he might have to make a decision to say, you know, I don't want to be with someone who doesn't accept me. This is taking responsibility. This is honoring yourself and choosing what you want in your life. And like I said, again, the other person has a choice to make as well. Now, the other person may not find it as big of a problem and may just look at you and say, well, that's your problem. If you don't like it, leave. That could be the case. But I can't imagine being in a relationship where you know someone doesn't accept you and support you for who you are, whether they disagree with your decisions or not. Uh, I can't imagine being in that situation. So I would probably think to myself, I don't want to be in a relationship with someone who can't accept me. That's probably what I would say. I don't want to be in that kind of relationship. So I'm probably going to tell them, look, you are either happy with me or you're not. I would probably ask them, can you accept me for who I am? If they said, well, no, I I don't want to and I won't because it's awful what you're doing and I disagree with it, I would probably then make the decision for them. I would probably leave because I wouldn't want to change. And if I did want to change, that would be a different conversation. Yes, I do want to change, and I want help, and I want to get help. Uh, Will you work with me? Will you wait for me? That might be the conversation, but that's a different episode. (laughs) I want to thank you for joining me today. I hope you got something from this episode, and I appreciate you. We'll be right back with my thank yous and my goodbyes, and my final words right after this. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Overwhelmed Brain. I want to thank our sponsors, Athletic Greens. Go to athleticgreens.com forward slash brain and get a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. And also BetterHelp, go to betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash brain. it may be just what you need to get past any mental blocks or figure out why you're not as happy as you could be. I also want to thank our patrons of the week, Christy, Kayla, Anne-Marie, Victoria, Tracy, Janet, Emily, Wanda, Leela, Christy, Andrea, and I am so grateful for all of you. These are the financial backers of the show. I read new names every week. If you join and become a patron of this show, it helps to financially support what we've got going on here and it allows you to give back if you feel like doing that. So if you have found value in this show at some point in time or today, Head over to moretob.com and become a patron of the show, or you can give a one-time donation there as well. And as a patron, you'll get all kinds of um, episodes that I created that uh, I've never aired, so you can check that out over at moretob.com. Thank you, patrons. I appreciate each and every one of you. I look forward to reading some more names next week. And for a show on how to deal with difficult relationships, speaking of which, go to loveandabuse.com. That's my other podcast podcast. And if you know you're the difficult one in the relationship, I have a program called Healed Being over at HealedBeing.com and that'll help you heal so you don't feel the need to control or change others. I think that's important. And I want to thank Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com for some of the music transitions in the overwhelmed brain. And my final words on the show, I received a couple of emails that I'm not necessarily going to read, but I just want to acknowledge the person who said that um, she was with somebody that uh, the relationship turned abusive and he kept drinking or he drank more and um, she just wanted to say she got out of the relationship and there was all kinds of stuff going on in that relationship so I, I wanted to acknowledge that and thank you for sharing that and I'm so glad that you got out of a situation where it just got worse and worse and worse and that is definitely a lesson that we can take from the end. You know, I was talking about taking lessons from the end of something. The end of a relationship is a great time to take a lesson and look at it and ask yourself, at what point did it get worse? And at what point did I decide to not tolerate it anymore? That's probably a trick question because what ends up happening is that we usually are in a A relationship where we feel connected and bonded and we like to give each other the benefit of the doubt and hope it grows through the troubles, but what ends up happening is we become more tolerant of bad behavior. So you have to be careful in any relationship where the bad behavior increases and so does your toleration. I think it needs to be a bit different on how that works, meaning when the bad behavior gets worse, your toleration shouldn't increase. I know that might not be easy because, again, we give each other the benefit of the doubt and we are trying to give them leniency, but what ends up happening is that we only end up hurting ourselves and the relationship gets worse and worse. So that's one takeaway. And I want to thank that person for writing. Again, I didn't read your email, but I just wanted to acknowledge that I did receive it and thank you so much. There is another part of another email that I'm going to read you the the very end. Uh, because I think I can comment on this in a helpful way. Uh, This person wrote, I know what she has done was abusive and manipulative and wrong logically, but emotionally I still feel so drawn to her and I can't help but think she will change one day. I empathize greatly for her situation with her family and at the same time I can't help feeling that overwhelming empathy is part of the problem because I continuously go back to what she is experiencing and she's talking about some family issues that her ex-partner had and um, she still feels drawn to the relationship one of the takeaways that you can take away from the end of something like a relationship is when the person acts badly don't always look to their past to justify their present behavior don't look at the way they were a victim or the way they were abused or traumatized as a way or as a justification for their present behavior. I don't think I have to say too much more than that. I I think that's the important takeaway in this is that when somebody does behavior that is hurtful to you or toxic or abusive you can't look to their past and say well they had a, a hard life and because of that I'm going to give them a little break. That's not how it should work. That shouldn't work. Yes, we can feel empathy for them. We can feel sympathy. We can be compassionate toward them. But as soon as they act badly or toxic toward you, that's what you need to stop. Yes, you can feel bad for them, for their past, but it's important to remember to have empathy for yourself that's almost a paradox I know but just remember you need to take care of yourself so when somebody acts badly toward you in the present don't look toward their past and justify their present behavior and what's going to happen when you do that is that you will then point the finger at what they're doing today so that you can address the behavior today and all that means is if someone is treating you badly you can address them treating you badly and if they say, yeah, but you know, my mom did this or my dad beat me or I was hurt or I was abused or whatever it is, whatever they say, you might say, yes, I understand and I am empathetic about that. And I am definitely supportive of your healing from that. But what you're doing is hurting me. So you need to heal from that and I'm all for it. If you want to talk about that, if you want to express to me, I'll hear you because I love you and I care about what you're going through but if you're going to hurt me then that needs to stop you see how I separated those two I know I made it sound easy and it's probably never gonna go that easy but I'm separating it yes your your past is important and we can talk about it and I can show you as much compassion as I can possibly give and also we have this present behavior They might try to connect the dots to justify it, but you need to say, no, those might be related, but the way you're treating me is a separate issue. So you need to stop treating me that way and we can deal with your past, you know, at another time or whatever, but we need to deal with this present behavior because if you continue hurting me this way, then this isn't going to last This is the kind of confidence, at least the kind I'm trying to convey to you, that I want you to have. No, the behavior that you're doing right now is unacceptable. So that needs to stop. Will you stop it? It's a simple question. Will you stop it? If they say, I I don't know if I can. Well, when you're ready to stop it, let me know. But I can't be around you until you do. You can't do that. We're a couple. We can work through this together no you have issues that you need to work on and you know maybe they are connected but the way you treat me it has to stop because I don't want to be mistreated just like you don't want to be mistreated or didn't want to be mistreated so I'm giving you an opportunity to change your behavior toward me so that we can get along and grow and have a successful relationship I want that but if you continue treating me this way it's not going to work So it's a choice and I want you to make that choice. If they say, okay, you know what? I won't hurt you anymore. Great. That's what I want too. But as soon as they hurt you, don't raise your toleration. Don't raise your resilience. Say, ah, this is happening again. So clearly you didn't mean it or you can't help it or something. So I'm going to be at my mom's house or I'm I'm going to be away for a while until you figure this out because you need to work on this so you stop hurting me. If they can't help it, then this is one of those times where you say, can I accept this is who they are? Will I be okay with this behavior going forward? If they never, ever change, can I be okay with that? If the answer is no, that's the point where you have to make a decision for yourself and Choose that it's not acceptable and then honor yourself, whatever that means to you. I want to thank the people that wrote these messages. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you sharing that with me and um, sharing it with the world because I just uh, let the world know. <laughs> I appreciate you. Thank you again so much. Always remember to keep an open mind so that you can step into your power and that helps you create the life you want. Always take steps to grow and evolve. You are powerful beyond measure, and above all, and this is something I absolutely know to be true about you, you are amazing.